The number one team in the land in college basketball took a big blow yesterday. They're going to be without one of their stars. They're going to be reevaluated until January to talk about their season that is now over. Joe Rex wrote from The Athletic. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I was just kidding. That Michigan State's got plenty of other good players, I'm sure. Joe, what's going on? I like coming in with a Michigan State news item, man. That's, uh, yeah, it's like, where, where are you going with this, D-Mac? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm a little sore. You may have heard, played a little hoop yesterday Yeah. with some of your coworkers. Uh, and, got a little my knees barking at me a little bit, but overall, <laughs> not bad. Sounds like you're doing better than Chase, who is now on workout five, uh, trying to uh, get rid of some of his radio butt, and he has been struggling a little bit. <laughs> At times to move I've just limbs, been sore, sore. Like he told me the 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 other day when he looked like he'd been on horseback for about five hours. <laughs> I said, "What is yeah. going on with you?" He said, "I'm do uh, the squats messed me up." I'm like, "Why are you doing squats? Like, there's no reason to do squats. You're in radio, man." Uh, well, because I'm trying to get rid of the radio butt. I know, but there's other ways than squats. Squats are the best way to tighten up the ask, glutes. That, I know, but ask Joe. The older you get, right? you're not going to want to do squats, man. You're those. <laughs> You talking about well, messing you know, up your knees? Is, yeah, and I'm—I know I'm different than some people, but that's why, like, I, I have to like play a sport. Like, that's why I have to play basketball. I've been trying to get this going because if I know I'm exercising, it, it's hard, man. Yeah, but, no, that's you true. Know, you get out and run around, and play a sport, and you kind of forget about it. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, we're gonna hit you with a bunch of stuff because I know you've got a big article coming out. We got into. Uh, some heavy discussions this week about that, so we'll get into that in just a bit over on West End. But let's start with the Titans. One, just since you've been here, how, how crazy was that ending on Sunday over at Nissan Stadium? Yeah, I mean, I would say that's the – I don't know if it's the craziest game. I still think back to the Philly game last year and all the things that happened. And that was, a you know, th that game was more, you know, decided on the field kind of thing. Not that this wasn't, but obviously when you have review after review after review, it kind of – you know, it muddles it, but it also makes for just a crazy scene. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I, I I thought at one point that the Titans probably should have just let them score, and, and so it's good I'm not coaching. I mean, you know, question a lot of Mike Vrabel's decisions this year, but there's one that I would have been wrong on. Um, and, you know, it was a heck of a goal line stand and some weird, weird calls, and I still think that, you know, Tannehill probably got that first down, but also – that is the one thing, I, of all the things at the end, I, I really can't blame Vrabel for not challenging that one. I really think there's a 0% chance he would have got that. But ultimately, guys, you know, it, it extends the relevance of this season at least one more week. What about uh, Big Jeff? Jeffrey Simmons back in the fold for the first time. I mean, I don't think so, any of us, right? I mean, it was crazy when, what was it, around camp, toward the end of camp and preseason, just the notion of – Hey, they may just keep him active practice, and he may be back sooner than rather than later. And everybody was looking around, going, "Are they serious with that?" And then to think that his first game, he could have that kind of an impact. Yeah, no, I mean that was something else, and I figured, yeah, like you said, I mean, I, all along I still kind of thought, eh, you know, maybe if depending on how the season's going, you know, it might just make sense to, to shut it down and bring it back next year. Um, and then you hear more and more, like obviously he's healing well, coming together. Then you figure, okay, is he going to be active in his very first game? And if he is, how many snaps? Five, seven, ten? It turns out he probably made, other than Woodyard stripping the ball, I mean, that was the key 
thing on that last play was he just blew up the right guard, just completely blew up an NFL veteran. Uh, and then you saw him in the sack. I like move. Look, anybody who saw him play at Mississippi State, he's if he's healthy, he's going to be a force. But still, to do it in your first game in important moments like that, coming off an ACL, that's uh, yeah, that's a memorable debut. We had Teron Davenport in here on Monday, and he said, of course, coming from Philly and covering the Eagles, he referenced an Eagles example. I looked at him and said, when I watch him, and it's a small, small sample, but especially that last play, for guys like Willie and I who've covered the team since they've been here, what jumped out at me is I immediately went, oh my gosh, is this the next Albert Hainsworth? Yeah, if this guy's right. the next Albert Hainsworth, boy, good things are about to happen on defense for the Titans moving forward. Yeah, no, that's I think I love that comparison and maybe a little bit more mobility, but yeah, the same kind of just force and then you know Jarrell Casey if Jarrell Casey can you know I think he's gotten a little better early in the year he was he wasn't as impactful but that combo could be something else here uh you got a window of time with Casey still you know being an effective player and then what does that do for him to have a Simmons next to him you know I mean that's makes everything else a lot easier on a defense Joe, I know one of the projects you're working on right now, by the way, Joe Rexroad is with us from The Athletic covering the Nashville sports landscape. And uh, you, you've been paying attention to what's been going on at Vanderbilt. What an unbelievable plot twist. The out-of-nowhere win against Missouri in impressive fashion. Who knows where this leads? But in the big picture, Malcolm Turner is taking all this in, and he's got to decide. He's, I think, forming a vision of what he can do with the football program. And the question is, can Derek Mason be a part of that vision? Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. it's interesting, Willie, because you know I had kind of a plan, and I followed Malcolm Turner around Saturday, and that was kind of set up, you know, before a lot of things unfolded this season. And so by the time we got to that, I'm like, man, I mean, what is it? What's the scene going to be like? You know, considering that I can't find a Vanderbilt fan anymore who doesn't want Derek Mason fired, and you know, just uh, how how is that going to impact this? And then that happens, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know what what a scene that was, and it is a plot twist. Although, look, I've heard from a lot of people. Okay, so is it end of season or mid season? It's like, come on, there's not going to be an in season firing. And I was never convinced, even before this game, that it's a certain firing. Um, I do think we've seen Malcolm Turner make a bold move in this way with the coach he didn't hire, Bryce Drew. So, you know, there's always when you are a coach in any kind of peril and you are suddenly not working for the ad who hired you i mean that just has to change you know how you look at things and how secure you feel but i think this game at south carolina is uh is going to be interesting i i still don't i totally understand what happened saturday based on what we've been seeing from this team other than it's 18 to 22 year olds and just wipe your mind every week and and have an open mind but you know, it's going to be interesting at South Carolina next week if, to see if that was just this one-day oddity or if they have found something out and they can actually compete in that game. What What do you believe that the vision is? I'm hearing a lot of things about you know a, a campaign, you know something 
that they can unroll that would suggest, you know, a, a long-term plan to improve the overall facilities, football being at the center of that. What, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you getting on that? What kind of, what kind of vibe? Yeah. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of different things, too, from different people out there, you know, golf course stuff and take this money over here and move, you know. But I can tell you some things that will be on the athletic.com today. Um, I, of course, I tried to get as much as I could. It, it's not to the point of, you know, firm details yet, but they have moved to the next phase with their architectural partner from sort of assessing their own facilities and they're now into the what-if phase, as Malcolm Turner puts it. I think the idea – there's a capital campaign coming this spring. I think athletics will have a much stronger role in that than the last capital campaign, which, of course, is well-documented. I think around January they'd like to announce something. And, you know, without saying for sure it's this or that, you know, what Malcolm said was, look, Football, basketball have to be addressed, and, and athlete performance overall has to be addressed. Um, I got the strong feeling, Willie, that you know a football building is priority A. That's that's what I came away thinking. That yes, the stadium's a priority, of course, and that's in this master plan. But I think if you were sequencing things, I think improving the day to day situation for Vanderbilt football players and also, you know, for the coach who's trying to recruit Vanderbilt football players, I think that's, the, you know, the, the top of the list. Um, and that's what I would expect when this all shakes out. But they are still, I mean, he admitted, like, they're, they're going through various scenarios of build here, renovate here, move this here. You know, they're, they're still in, in that situation. And all along, as you know, you know, it's raising funds. And this is where I think, Malcolm Turner has a chance to be dynamic and and change the game here for Vanderbilt. You know, I really do. I think uh, even though he hasn't specifically done college athletics fundraising, I think uh, I think he's got some things rolling right now. Well, it, and Joe, and shouldn't that be the priority of the facilities? Because that's how you're going to get the kids in there to play. Because yeah, the, the stadium's important for the fans, and you want to have those amenities. But any player I've talked to, it's all. They, they all want to have the top-notch facilities that they train in, and Vanderbilt obviously doesn't have that. Yeah, absolutely, Chase. You know, you know the thing is, it's like you, you certainly, for your coaches, you know you have to do that. But you also know, like right now, and Malcolm Turner said this, I mean, looking around Nashville, like Vanderbilt should be taking advantage of this. You know, Vanderbilt has massive opportunity right now in terms of marketing not just the Vanderbilt fans, but to the casual fan. And uh, – so, you, you know, that's also a priority is to try to, you know, improve amenities and and lure people in and market better and all that. Um, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's just a lot that, you know, they're trying to do here at once. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's why the sequencing would be football building first because, you know, James Franklin in his short time got that practice facility, excuse me, facility built, and it's a really nice one. Um and uh, but other than that, you know, just really Vanderbilt's well behind in a lot of ways. And as always, it always comes back to you know you've got to you got to get those resources. So when's your article hit? Uh, looks like uh, so noon Eastern, so eleven. So that will about a half hour. Okay. It's four thousand words. So set some, set some time aside. No. Oh, we <laughs> will get some, get some lunchtime coffee. reading. Yeah, yeah, get some coffee or get some lunch. 
and sit there, there and uh, it's a beautiful sit back day. and enjoy. Sit under a tree. Yeah. With your laptop. <laughs> sit under yeah. a tree. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say this In before we let before we let Joe go because I know uh, Willie obviously being an alum and Darren being here for a long time. I grew up a Vanderbilt fan. I'm glad that there appears to be a plan because it seems like Malcolm Turner now has a plan to try and fix a lot of this. So I'm glad that we're going to have be or be able to read some of that in Joe's article. So I think that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, get a pipe, get an apple, whatever it is. But I will say <laughs> this last thing on, on Malcolm. Um, you know, look, he is, uh, you know, there, there's, I just think there's so much potential. A donor, um, and, and you can look around at other places like Northwestern and Duke and all that and see what has been done. And it hasn't been done here, but I, I think it's going to be done. And, uh, man, I think there's just there's a big untapped resource there in terms of really mobilizing the donor base. I packed my robe in the car, so I'll go get it at 11 o'clock, and uh, we'll check it out. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. Joe Rexroad from The Athletic. Uh, he's got a big piece, as you just heard, coming out, coming out on Vanderbilt Athletics on The Athletic. We'll come back. More of Darren Donick and Jay, CSPN 1025 The Game.